Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Talk with Screamers. I'm Sybil, Joe with Jake, say hello Jake. Hi guys, welcome back. Say hello Jed. Hello guys. Uh, we're finally back, it's been a while. It's been too long because it feels like we were just making pods like day after day and then we didn't for a while. Uh, but we hope you all had a, a very lovely Christmas. Uh, what did you do on Christmas Day, Jake? Ate the world's most large amount of food. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm still full from it. Uh, but no, it was nice, quite chilled out, which was good. Yeah, what about you? It's uh, a bit of a hectic year. What about you, Jed? <laughs> oh, I just went around and saw the family. Got a couple of places to visit, so we had to go around, do presents and stuff like that. And um, and yeah, devoured a bit of turkey <laughs> and, and stuff in. So typical Christmas day, really. Yeah, I just did the usual, you know, got up, put my jammies on, sacrificed a goat to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> just, the, just, just the usual, really. Um, standard, standard Scottish Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> but we're, we're back for that for an early preview, and the reason we're doing this is because there's football on every every day, and it's just it's, we need to do it backwards. So we need to preview tomorrow, oh tomorrow's match week, and then do a review of this week's match weeks. If that makes sense, probably doesn't make any sense. Just go with it. <laughs> Whatever games we're talking about, that's that's what match week we're in. But we need to first go to Palace and Leicester. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Jed? Um, I think it's going to be a tricky game for Palace to be honest um you would have thought having lost 7-0 the other day they would have sort of put their ideas up a little bit um obviously they they haven't done that um beaten by you know 10-man Villa yesterday as we are recording mm-hmm. this so um so I think that they're going to struggle against Leicester um I can't see them getting anywhere near a, a victory unfortunately for uh for, for Roy and his boys um not really much else to be honest to say about that one I think is at the minute as I say Palace look weak and, and Leicester are looking pretty strong so I think it's, it's a no-brainer one of the guys I follow on Twitter was, was said he was he thought Roy was going to get sacked 
I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> it's only two That's games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your Crystal Palace I manager, think, uh, he gets sacked after two losses. <laughs> the standards are set too high. Uh, I think that's, that'd be very harsh if they were going to think about sacking Roy Hodgson at this stage. Definitely. Of definitely. Uh, Sheffield would have him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, like you say, I think Leicester have kind of picked up their form a wee bit. I think they've been good. Um, last two times I've watched them. Uh, I think... I know Palace are at home. They're obviously looking to bounce back. I think what Roy will do, I don't think he'll go in to win the game. I think he'll just go in to not lose. And he'll just go in for a solid defensive performance. Because we all know Roy Hodgson is a defensive-minded coach. And that's that's how he manages to have to keep teams in the Premier League is, is through his, his defensive work. So I think I don't think he'll be going to win. I think it'll just be um it'll just be there not to lose. Uh, and I think we might see a wee bit of rotation as well, and probably a little bit more defensive, obviously, because Palace have been a wee bit more on the front foot this season. Uh, with the additions of sort of um, Eze and, and Wilfred Zaha on the pitch at the same time, where, all, where they usually just kind of have Zaha as outlet and have like defensive minded forwards like Ayu and otherwise they've been Turkey because <laughs> 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 it doesn't really do much. But but yeah, I don't, I don't think Palace have to worry just yet. I think it's still, it's still early days. I mean, anybody who's panicking after two losses in the Premier League when you're Crystal Palace is, uh, is uh, it's just exaggerating a wee bit. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think they'll probably be happy with a point. If you if you offered them a point now, I think I think they'd take it. Um, given the as I say the last couple of games and um, and the way that Leicester have been playing, so like you say, I, I don't think they'll be expecting to win it. But if they come away with a draw, they'll be more than happy with that. Yeah, I think their home forms been quite worrying for them this season. Though. They've only taken eight points out of twenty one at home, so I think there is a concern that, that sort of playing at home without the fans potentially is starting to eat away at them because they are. They are struggling at home, um, but like you say, I think a point, they'd be very happy with a point, but I can't see anything more than a Leicester winning um, the way they're playing yeah. at the moment. Yeah. They haven't, they're playing really well, aren't they, Leicester? And they're, they're firing on all cylinders. They're starting to pick up some form again. So I think Leicester probably have a bit too much quality for Palace. I was going to say, um, Brendan Rodgers will have this in his notebook as, as a three points. <laughs> He'll have this down at the beginning of the season before he even starts. Yeah, yeah that's three points. Yeah, that's, that's three points and a point, that. Um, yeah, we need to see. We need to see because obviously Palace will look for the bouncing back. Leicester will probably be looking to keep keep the momentum going forward. They'll probably have like, even though Bren Rodgers won't say it, they'll probably have one eye on the Champions League places this season um, due to the teams around them's poor form. So yeah, I think you want to keep uh, going with that momentum. Uh, and then after that, we go to Chelsea, Aston Villa. And Chelsea are becoming, is Frank Lampard just Oli Gunnar Solskjaer in disguise? Seriously, I mean, it's as if they, they pick up these like good runs and you think, oh, wow, what a team, you know, it really looked really good. And maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe they've not overspent and it's just all coming together now. You know, with the signs of Thiago Silva and, and Mendy as well, uh, in addition to all spending however much however much it was, like 300 million on forward, for, uh, forward players. Um <laughs> But yeah, I cannot, I cannot fathom how they tip up to the pitch and they're like just poor, just just poor with the amount of quality they've got. Yeah, they're very hot and cold, aren't they, Chelsea? I think after the last result, Frank Lampard will have done a bit of soul searching. You have to be looking at that as as you know a, a really yeah, big missed opportunity. Um, against Villa, I think they will have a difficult game as well because Villa are really up for it at the minute. Um, they will clearly sense that they can go there and, and sort of expose the weaknesses Chelsea have got at the back. And when you get players like Grealish, you know, on the ball, Ollie Watkins has, has been playing really well. Um, they will definitely be looking to cause problems. I don't think they're going to go there and, and sit back and, and allow Chelsea, you know, the, the time to play. Um, so I think it's, it could be a really intriguing game, to be honest. Obviously, we'll see how 
they rotate the squads and things like that with the fixture congestion. Um, but I think uh, you could you could definitely argue a case for Villa going there and, and winning that at the minute. Yeah, they are missing uh, Tyrone Mings for this game, which is which is obviously yeah. a big. He's, he's a very very key player to Villa, and a lot of the stuff they do well comes from Ty, Ty, uh, Tyrone Mings. I don't know how they well, they seem to be in good spirits, Villa. Um, they seem to be enjoying this season quite a lot more. Uh, obviously, they did have a good start to last season. It kind of fell off near the end. So I don't think they'll consider themselves completely safe yet. Um, even though you know, obviously, they're picking, they are picking up the points where, where they need to to keep them keep their heads definitely above water and keep that momentum up. Uh, and the, and they've been really, really good in the transfer window as well. And it'll be interesting to see where they go in January in terms of where do they think they need to strengthen. I'll be really interested to see if they decide to sign anybody at all. But yeah, I think Dean Smith maybe got to think or oh, could be pile on the misery into Super Frank and get get herself a point or three points here away from home. Because Dean Smith probably probably has his pens within his book as maybe a match he doesn't really get in out of. Um so he'll make, I think he'll just mainly look at be looking for a, a solid performance and not to be beaten too badly. But like I just said there, if you know, following Chelsea's misery, he might be thinking, Oh wait, that's a point or three if we turn up. If Chelsea played the way they did against Arsenal, I know we're gonna talk about that game tomorrow but if they play that way I, th- I think Villa will give them real problems um, we've got a lot of good attacking options but obviously like you said Simo Tyro Mings missing that's a big thing for them he's a good player really solid sort of player he's their leader at the back isn't he without him they potentially could struggle but Villa are on good form and they've beaten a few of the bigger teams anyway so for them this could potentially be another another scalp for them to take on their road to, to seeing how high they can get up at the, at the end of the season yeah, Definitely. I agree. As I say, I think they could go there, potentially thinking that they, they could win it, but Mings will be a big miss for them. Um, I guess we'll see how it pans out. Definitely, yeah. Another interesting, this is a proper, this is a thigh rubber of this match week for me. Um, <laughs> Everton, Man City, right? I'm going to say Everton are going to fucking paste no, them. Uh, no, in all honesty, I think I, I have to be honest, and obviously I've been wrong before, so I don't really have a lot of credit in the bank when it comes to predicting results. But um, I think Everton have looked good and, and they look really, really positive in everything they do. And they're managed to, to, to pick up results when they're not playing massively well either. And when they do have key players, like at, at the beginning of the season, if you asked me, could they play good football and get results without Hamas Rodriguez and Richarlison? I'd have probably said, no, I don't think they can. Um, I can't, or Allen for that for that fact. I don't think I would say I don't think they really can get results, but they seem to be finding a way. And I think a lot of it is due to the back line they have. And I, I think Mason Holgate is not a centre back anymore. He's a right back. I think he's <laughs> I think he's really really good out there. Ben Godfrey I think is superb at left back. And I think if they're if they're dropped if they're if they're dropped for Luca Dinia and Seamus Coleman, obviously Seamus Coleman's just sort of working his way back to fitness. Um, but when Luca Dinia come back and Seamus Coleman back, I think they have every right to feel really, really hard done by if they're dropped mm-hmm. in place for them. Um, not saying that Seamus Coleman and, and Luca Dinia aren't superb players because they are well know their quality, their quality's going forward. But I don't think they have, you know what I mean? You get you get results by by not conceding goals and, do you know what I mean? But by having four centre-backs in a line, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, they're not conceding a lot of goals. Yeah, I think um, it's a it's a good fixture, this, isn't it? It's a really intriguing fixture. It was one, when I was looking at the fixture list, this one stepped out, jumped out to me as the one, like you say, similar, it's the thigh and it's the one you look forward to. Um, but just talking about Everton as well, you know, the fact that Ancelotti's been there for a year now, and a year ago they were 15th in the Premier League, and now they're second. It just shows everything about his his the mark and the difference he's made on that team and how he's got them playing such better football and 
And and like you say, they're grinding results out as well, which is a mark of a big side, like a good team. That's what they do. When they're not playing well, they're grinding results out and getting wins anyway. Um, it's, it's a tough one to predict. Um, a draw for me, probably on paper, is a fair result. But either side on their day, if they turn up, both of them firing on all cylinders, then it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think um, on paper, you'd probably put it down as a draw. I'm going to go for an Everton win on this one. Um, I do think that they've got the the quality there. Um, we spoke the other day about Ancelotti getting the players to, to play for him and sort of firing them up and, and that's contributed to their success. I think at the minute, he's getting the best out of players like Gilfie Sigurdsson, who haven't you know, typically performed to the, their best of their ability while he's, you know, he's been at the club. Um, now, what, you know, when they, they are without those sort of players like Richarlison and, and James Rodriguez, he knows he can rely on you know, the likes of Sigurdsson to come in, um, which is, is the mark of a, a good side that they've got that depth in the squad. And I think they, they will be too strong for City. Um, I don't think City are, are at their best at the moment. While they're still you know, getting these results in and, and grinding out victories, um, I think they'll find it very, very tough um, going there and playing Everton at the moment. Yeah, he's definitely getting the most out of these season's pros, like uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Because um, I think it would have been easy for everybody to sort of think that, that Gilfie was probably past it in his best footballing, footballing days, or maybe behind him. But, you know, I mean, I, I think Ancelotti doesn't ask too much of him. You know, he doesn't he doesn't ask him to do the stuff he's not particularly good at. He's not going to be going, you know, challenges sliding across the floor or, or, or organising a back line or you know, I mean he's he's there to be a technician and, and get them a goal when they need one uh, and pick passes in midfield and uh, you know he's really, really good at that. He's been good at that for the last ten years, he's Gilfie Sigurdsson. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think yeah, I mean sometimes I think managers can fall um under the under the trap of asking too much of uh, some players that have been not particularly good at those at those things just because that seems to be the way that modern football goes. Modern football seems to be that yeah. everybody has to be everybody's a defender, everybody has to run their socks off and everybody has to um be committed in their challenging and, and look for short passes and, and easy and look for the easy pass whereas you know that doesn't suit a, pay, a player like uh, Sigurdsson that's, that's a technician and, and can pick a long pass and if you give him the space he'll, he'll, he'll get you a goal as well yeah absolutely as, as you say I, I think he's he's playing to his strengths at the moment and, and getting the best out of him by doing it um, and he's, he's probably not going to play every game either when you when you know you bring the likes of Richardson back um, but as we said he knows Ancelotti knows he can rely on on those players to come in, uh, you know, like Sigurdsson, and, and make a difference for the team. And, and they're still grinding out the results um, with you know with players like that coming in. So I think at the minute everything's looking really positive for Everton. And, and as we said, I think I think City will struggle. Um, you can see them getting a draw, but yeah, I think Everton will win it. Do you think Everton finish in the top four this season? Um, I don't want to go out and on a limb and call it at this point <laughs> um, because that could come back to to bite us. <laughs> um, but I think they've definitely got a, a strong case for it as have the likes of Leicester as well um, they're one of the best sides in the league at the minute There's, I don't think anyone would argue so you can see it happening but then you know, teams like United always seem to go on a jammy little run at the end of the season and, and work their way back up there and you know you, you can't really account for that sort of thing so I'm not going to call it now but um, I think def- they definitely have a, a strong possibility of, of achieving that top four finish yeah yeah totally agree I think there's a case to be made for Everton making a top four um, and I'm sure 
because of the money that comes with the Champions League, the 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 owners at Everton would would back Ancelotti even more and even maybe invest in him more in the, in the summer transfer window and give him a deep enough squad to maybe even yeah. to maybe even get out of the groups if they did go to the Champions League. Uh, do I think Everton will be in Europe next season as a whole? Will they make Europa? Absolutely, absolutely. I do not see them dropping below um, sixth. Not at all. Not at all. I think if they don't get yeah. Champions League, it's because they finished fifth. Uh, I just do not see them going anywhere yeah. um, lower than that. If they stick to the system um, of the the four three three. If they can keep Dominic Calvert Lewin fit, even though he's not he's not scoring at the rate he was at the beginning of the season, but he still has a massive effect in the game. The, I don't know. We'll talk more in depth about it when we go into the review show of the, the match week just gone. But Dominic Calvert Lewin's hold up play is the best in the league right now. Absolutely, hundred percent. He's he's hold up play. I definitely, I definitely think Everton push for the top four. Hundred uh, percent, they're going to be challenging. Like you say, Simo, I think if they don't finish in the top four, they'll be fifth, and it won't be by a lot. Uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be a rent in that mix absolutely yeah I agree and I think as you say Simo if they did get there they would back Ancelotti as well uh, because what's the point in getting into the Champions League if you're not going to go for it and you know want to be competitive in, in that competition at least get out of the group stages you know so I think they'd want to back him to do that and in the Europa League they have the potential to go a lot further as well essentially into you know the latter stages um, I would 100% agree and say they'll be in Europe next season Right, so over to Brighton Arsenal <laughs> right, what we say? I mean, is it a new dawn for, for Arsenal? A new dawn of you know playing the youngsters and and getting results and right. Okay, right. I think even though I want to wait till we do the review tomorrow to properly analyze this game, right? Everybody needs to calm down and understand that the one goal was a really really soft penalty, a really soft penalty, <laughs> yeah. right? And then the second one was a granite jack, a free kick. I mean, come on. How, many, how often do those happen? Like one every three seasons? I mean, come on. Great goal. Come on. Great goal. Fantastic goal, but I'm, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I seen him do it. Maybe it was last season or the season before. Right, the third one, right, if Saka says he means that, nah, I'm not having it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe talk, you, mate. He's talking absolute bollocks. <laughs> do you not think he means it? No, do you not think no he means way. that? Yeah. No way. I think he does. No, no. I think he means no, it. No, he's not looking anywhere near it, mate. I watched the back of the voices. He's absolutely spooned that cross, hasn't he? It's nowhere near where he was aiming to put that ball. Um, like, let me say something. I think we're going to review that that game probably in more detail yeah. uh, tomorrow. But um, I think going into the Brighton game, Arsenal will see that as a winnable game now that they've got that result under their belt. Um, it feels really weird talking about Arsenal in like a positive light on the, on the podcast. Um, but I think they'll, they'll sense an opportunity there against Brighton because Brighton aren't a brilliant side. If they play in the same way they did, particularly in the second half against Chelsea, um, then they could easily walk away with three points there as well. And then it's the sort of, you know, the, the Arteta renaissance and they're all back at him and, you know, going again. It's the Arsenal roller coaster, isn't it? It sort yeah. of seems to go up and down. And, and at the minute, with that with victory in the Brighton game, it could put them on sort of a, an awkward spiral. Yeah. I think, it's all the same I think people, it's all the same people who said Arteta out. Watch this next weekend. <laughs> I'll be trusting Arteta. And I'll be able to see them. I can see. I see you guys on Twitter. I see your ads, You know, <laughs> I'll be calling you out. Isn't it? I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be like, "What about this, mate? Screenshot. I'll take it out." <laughs> Changed your mind, one, thing <laughs> one thing I do think will happen in this game is Danny Welbeck will one hundred percent score against Arsenal. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Overhead. It's written in the stars. It's Danny Welbeck. In the stars. He'll probably he'll probably fall over 
into it and <laughs> fight, he'll, his toe will manage to find the ball and, and put it past keeper. But he'll definitely score. I'd be prepared to, to put money on that. I think it's a really good game though, isn't it? Like this game. It's one of those that I, I just, you know, when you get a feeling that a game is going to be a wild scoring, like 3-3 <laughs> or something like that, because both teams are shocking at the back. And, <laughs> unpredictable going forward as, as we've seen this season so I think it's got the make and it's a relegation it's a relegation battle. <laughs> so, six points I mean those are the teams that are around you know what I mean like, exactly. <laughs> this way, you know they're, they're closer to Brighton than they are closer to seventh place you know yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's definitely when, when you're down there yeah. when, when you're down there those are the games you've got to win as well um, <laughs> so you have to be beating the teams around you to, to have any hope of, of staying up <laughs> it's sort of sort of like a backhanded compliment for Arsenal. I think they're they're capable <laughs> of winning it. Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting game, definitely. As you say, Jake, there's potential for goals in it, and uh, hopefully, it turns out to be a you know a, a decent spectacle for us. <laughs> but just just imagine, right? Danny Welbeck overhead kick hat trick, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Arsenal fan TV afterwards. DT's, DT's <laughs> eyes melt and pour down his face. <laughs> <laughs> and his head explodes immediately afterwards. <laughs> Speak, speaking of Arsenal fan TV, I, it's just I was trying to watch some of the clips from yesterday. It's just nowhere near as fun when they're winning. They're all, they're all like having a great time, and I was like, oh, I'm having like, yeah. Start complaining. Yeah, normally get like half a million views. You know, what I mean, but when they lose, they get like twenty thousand. <laughs> no yeah, one's no one cares when they win. Uh, no one really bothered. And those 20,000 people are just people that don't know the result. They click off immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, they won't fuck. Yeah. Fuck this. Get off it. I'll be back next week when they go to Brighton and lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, am I too harsh on Arsenal? I feel like I'm always too harsh nah, on Arsenal. Not, not a chance. No one's harsh enough on Arsenal, I think. Uh, <laughs> what about your two well, teams? What I will say is, uh, my, so just before you carry on, Timo, um, one of my mates is an Arsenal fan and he said that he's had to switch off the podcast uh, when we've been talking about them recently um, so you can listen to this one all the way through <laughs> and uh, and hopefully listen to, hopefully be able to listen to the one all the way through next week as well <laughs> uh, I don't think we've got one Sheffield United fan listening anymore <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> uh, we've only got like, I'm sure at this point we must just have like Liverpool Southampton and Leeds fans left Everyone <laughs> else <laughs> Job, Fans of Big Sam and Nigel Pearson. <laughs> yeah. He listens as well. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Right. Over to Burnley, Sheffield United. Six pointer. Absolutely six, six pointer. pointer. Uh, this yeah. is a six pointer. Yeah. yeah. Dice Wilder and a scrap at half time. Um, as uh, is what Dice, I'm calling Dice right hook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Again, Dice wins that for me. Yeah, which still wins it for me. I mean, it's just kind of getting nonsensical. And he's interviews press Wilder. He's like, "Oh yeah, we need to be better. We need to be better." But we still believe we're still fighting. Well, I'm thinking, mate, the, the only goal should literally just be don't be worse than Derby. Uh, and oh, wait, no. <laughs> thoughts of staying up should be like. I mean, that's it. You know that that Derby team was led by like Kenny Miller. He was about four. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, that was always going to be a terrible side. Yeah. But this one, you know, last season finished ninth. I looked really good, and everyone was excited to see them this season. And they have, ah, oh, it's dreadful. <laughs> they have got Derby vibes about the squad, really, because that Derby squad was mainly a Championship side. Yeah, like, yeah. I think Robert Earnshaw was playing for them at the, at the time. <laughs> like, classic Championship journeyman, and yeah. and. Um, 
at the minute, as we said you know, recently, Sheffield United have more of a championship squad. I think they're going to struggle going to Burnley as well. Um, yeah, I think Burnley will probably just have too much for them, but I can see it being you know like a boring one nil sort of result. Um, but Sheffield United, they're, as we said, they're in danger. Um, they're going to need a miracle to get out of it. Um, if they get a result at Burnley, yeah, I think they'd snap your hand off to, to take a, a point away or even you know a win um, on, on a lucky day. Burnley, too strong, in my opinion, though. Yeah, they should get some I feel, I feel Burnley need, need a big three points as well because they're sort of being sucked into that. They're only two points out of the relegation zone. So a big win for Burnley is massive, I think, as well. Yeah. And you look at this game, and obviously it's very winnable for Burnley, and it's one of those ones where you, you look at if you're the Burnley squad and you think, we need to win this. This is a big, big, big game to win. If they win it, then it's, it's a good like, sort of stepping stone again to carry on and, with that form that they're having. Yeah, Burnley have had a taste of victory much more recently as well, and they tasted a, good, a couple of decent performances as well. Um, I mean, Sheffield United at this point, for me, they're down anyway, and that's the way they should be planning. I don't think they should be getting any players in in January and big, and big money. If they're going to do it and just get some sensitive, lo- uh, se- sensitive? sensible loaners, sensitive, <laughs> get some sensitive players in. <laughs> That'll help the dressing room. Let the lads crying all the time. Uh, there, go- there goes the last Sheffield United listener. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think if they, if they don't don't be signing players on Premier League money um, at this point. I mean, seriously, because they will be in the Championship next year. Uh, I think if they're going to have a go and they really really think, oh, if they can go and win, we're talking. They need a run of like five or six wins in a row to even to even be in yeah. and and yeah. out. Even be in my show, it's staying up. I mean, yeah, maybe that's an exaggeration, but if they're going to get any players in in January, I think maybe just some seasoned loan sort of just get like somebody that knows how to put the ball in the back of the net, loan down, give them decent money for six months, and then end it at the end of that. You know, if, if you stay up, give them a contract, if not, you know, whatever. Um, but for me, I can't think of a player or a feasible signing that's going to. Um, but we do have a transfer yeah. show coming, don't we, boys? Yeah. Coming out in January, uh, which we're looking forward to. We'll talk more in depth about the Well, this is the thing, though, with, with Sheffield United, is at the minute, they need, as the table stands, they need four wins to get out of the relegation zone. But that's without the other sides who are, who are playing better football than they're picking up any points anyway. So they always need to match everyone's results and then do more. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's always going to be, it's yeah. going to be a very... I just don't see that happening. So they're definitely going to struggle. I don't definitely don't see that happening. No chance. Uh, over to Southampton, West Ham. Um, so if I have to get injuries just now, uh, and West Ham form is kind of dropping off a little bit. I mean, <laughs> they are, like I said with our previous results, they kind of were squeaking by, um, <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't massively convincing results. But they're, they're kind of starting to get found out a wee bit. Um, West Ham, uh, but I think due to Southampton's injuries, this might be a more competitive match than we actually first think. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, on, again, I sort of looked at this one and thought it's got potential to be a very good game. Depends how both sides line up. We know Southampton love to attack, regardless of injuries or not. They're always going to go for the win, um, and that's the way Ralph plays. And, and he's, you know, he's quite happy to do that. And I think Southampton fans are quite happy for them to do that as well. Um, you know, it's always better to go down fighting, isn't it, than, than to go to lose and not not perform. But West Ham, like you know, they always manage to scrape a win here and there, and 
They've got some decent attacking options as well, West Ham. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how to call this one. I think, I think it's a tough game for both sides. It's probably one that they could probably both do without. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally, I think Southampton have probably got enough to to see see the game out and win. Like you say, they're a very attacking team. They play that system of football that's going to cause West Ham problems at the back, you know, passing the ball around, etc. Um, and while West Ham do have good attacking options which could equally cause Southampton problems and um, I think that personally Southampton will just have a little bit too much for them and um, it's not going to be the game of the season in my in my opinion I think if every if every player was fit potentially it could be a bit more of an entertaining game but um, I think Southampton are probably like a 2-1 or 1-0 sort of result um, I can see that that happening um, there's not much else I can really add to that unfortunately uh, the minute I think you've, you've pretty much just summed it up there boys <laughs> yeah I mean I was one of those I mean it's not it's not one for a neutral is it um Maybe Definitely it would be not. if, I, like, like you said, Jed, if, if all these players were fit, maybe it would be, but I don't, I, I don't particularly think so. Especially with the, the fixture congestion, going to be some tired legs in that pitch as well. Um, yeah. I don't think we'll be seeing any great brand of football. But I think <laughs> if I was to call it, I think probably Southampton maybe still have enough um, to get the three points here uh, if they are, if they play as they uh, as they have been. Right over to West Brom Leeds, right? And I watched that as be saying for me, Leeds can beat anybody on their day. Leeds can beat anybody on their day, but Leeds can also be beaten. By anybody <laughs> on that day, yeah. so maybe, maybe West Brom are looking at this. Big Sam is like, oh yeah, oh oh, oh yeah, no no, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, uh, but we'll see. What do you think, boys? I think that uh, Leeds are probably too strong for West Brom at the minute, but I think with West Brom being at home, Big Sam will sense this is the first opportunity for a win, right, to get a win under their belts. Because, like you say, Leeds are beatable. Um, I don't think that it's going to be a great game again. Um, potentially. Could just be, you know, like a nil-nil or a one-all sort of game. But I think Big Sam will sense an opportunity. Um, I personally think Leeds are a strong, you know, much stronger side. But whether they turn up or not is a different question. So, and obviously with the the need for squad rotation and things like that at the minute, it, it could easily go West Ham's way, uh, West Brom's way. Sorry. Yeah, it's a t- it's a t- it's a tough game for both teams. I think um, you know they're both. Like you say, Simo, Leeds are beatable, but they're also unbeatable. It just depends what Leeds turn up. If it's the Leeds that turned up, you know, even though they got battered by Man United, if they turn up and play that way, that you know, I don't think West Brom could stop them. If they played the same way they did against Liverpool, I think West Brom could stop them. But then, you know, going back onto some of their other results, they've been atrocious. And uh, it, potentially for Big Sam, it's one of those where, you know, like you say, he looks at it and this is winnable, this. But it, it all it all depends on, on, on Leeds, for me, this game. I think Big Sam's always been a coach that kind of thinks he can get he can get something out of any game because of um, how hard they can make his teams to beat. I mean, well, I was sort of, I took a bit of time to look back to the teams that Big Sam took over it and rescued, firefighter managed, uh, and I thought, you know, he's, he's taken over weaker squads and survived. There has been weaker yeah. squads that he's taken over and survived. Yeah. So I think maybe not this game, but in the following games when Sam actually has had some time on the training ground, some significant time, we might start seeing um, the players understanding because it's not going to be a case of like super interesting football. They'll be learning probably the basics of a 4 4 block with two big or two fast guys yeah. up front. Kick the ball long. Yeah, a big and, <laughs> a big and small up front. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, and, and see how they do it for that. Or they might surprise us and they might, they might go, 
you know, something else. I, I, I doubt it, though. I think it will be sort of a 4-4-2. Four, 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 yeah. imagine, <laughs> imagine Big Sam playing three at the back? I can't, I can't imagine that happening. Okay. That, I don't think Big yeah, Sam sure exists. Can you imagine yeah. Big Sam in a dressing room like that, lads? Make sure you pass it between yourselves and the goalkeeper and just pass yeah. it short and, you know, play some nice football. <laughs> he's going to be in there. I imagine... Yeah. I imagine he watches the likes of Man City just with absolute disgust. Right, <laughs> Bringing that yeah, foreign football over here. We don't want it. He may be the one to get a result against City. <laughs> yeah. An absolute uh, anti-football. Um, yeah, he yeah. sat at home with his bovril and he like sat there going, <laughs> not my kind of football. <laughs> and then goes back, puts a game on from the 80s and goes, this is football. Just yeah. <laughs> lump it. Yeah. Lump. Yeah. Mud bath pitch. Yeah, yeah mud bath. <laughs> Ch- yeah. Challenges that half kill men. <laughs> Four foot nail, slide tackle, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, got the ball there. Got the ball there. Uh, um, but we'll see. But we will see. Um, Man United Wolves could be a. Can't really call this one. Can't really call this. I feel like Man United no. are, are due a, a proper shiter of a game. Pasting. <laughs> Before, yeah. Maybe a pasting. Some might say. Some might say. Um, and, oh, to no. be honest, I, I think United are going to win this, to be honest. I, they, they're on a good run. Um, they look dangerous attacking-wise hmm. with the likes of Fernandez and Rashford at the moment. Is taking his goal as well. Uh, he, he's missing opportunities as well, um, which we might talk about a bit more in, in, in the review um, from the, the game with Leicester. But I think at the minute they're they're probably too strong for um, for Wolves, unfortunately uh, for them. But uh, you never know though, because you know defensively they can be quite weak. I think Wolves are very hit and miss as well. You know, we speak about Leeds. You know, Wolves are the same. They can beat anyone on their day, but. At that same sort of respect, is they can be beaten by anybody. So yeah, this like like Leeds, it depends on which Wolves side turns up. Whether it's one that wants to win the game or whether it's one that just doesn't quite fancy it. Yeah, but I think yeah, Jed probably United do have a bit too much for Wolves. They're playing well, like you're saying, and when Fernandez is playing, they've always got that chance. He's, he's so dangerous, isn't he? Whenever they look like they're struggling, he always pops up with a goal or an assist. Yeah, or they get a penalty or something like that. <laughs> and I, I I don't think that we're going to see the Wolves. Who can turn up and beat anyone on their day? I think they're gonna they're gonna turn up, um, be happy to walk away with a draw, and I don't mm. think they're gonna get one. I think United will, will beat them. I don't think it's gonna be a um, uh, an absolute walkover, but um, I think you know I can't look past United to be honest. Well, the, and history says since Solskjaer took off, they go on these amazing runs and they do end, and they they normally end rather dramatically with a howling performance. <laughs> And it's whether that's going to happen or not. Like, I think it'd be a bit of a stretch to say Ollie's now settled on the on the players he likes and stuff like that. Uh, and maybe this this is when we will actually see the consistency of Man United, and maybe it won't be you know horrendous defeat that ends that ends the run of good form. Maybe it'll be like a hard fought draw or something like that. I mean, I've had to guess. I think probably I'm going to have to agree with you. I think with the form of Bruno Fernandez, Marcus Rashford, um, Martial is playing pretty decent as well. Fred. Even though I've given him a hard time in the past, you know, hasn't playing the worst football I've ever seen from mm. a footballer. Yeah, Scott McTominay's obviously good form. He did play. His, we'll talk about that more on the on the review. But he didn't play his best football that weekend there. But 
Yeah, I think they're, they're looking slightly better at the back as well, Man United, and that doesn't mean to say I think they're good at the back. I just mean that like slightly better and uh, might just be yeah. enough <laughs> to get past this Wolves side. Although, well, I will highlight the fact that there are some game changers in the Wolves side. You know, you've got you've got Pedro Neto, Daniel Podence, uh, Adama Traore. You know, games players that could really light up a game in their own. And if, if one of them turns up in the mid, you never know. Um, hard one to yeah, call for me. Yeah. Hard one. Hard one to call for me. Okay, Spurs Fulham, 1-0 Spurs. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, Spurs, yeah. obviously, I think Spurs are going to win. Um, I don't think there's much question about that. Um, Jose is not going to get beat to this Fulham side, no chance. Well, no, that's why. Um, I think it's a question of how many for Spurs, whether they turn up and, and try and dominate or they're happy to just get one and sort of sit back and counter-attack. Um, it, it all depends, again, you know, like a lot of teams, it depends on, on what Spurs want to turn up. Whether it's early season Spurs, you know, that destroyed Man United, or whether it's Spurs that are quite happy to to sort of just get a win and they're happy. With- yeah, I um, I can't look past Spurs either, to be honest. Uh, Fulham don't look like they're going to beat anyone at the minute. Um, <laughs> so I, I think, especially, a, you know, Mourinho side, that's going to be you know, relatively solid at the back. Um, I, I don't know whether they're going to go out and, and beat them, you know, 4 5 nil, but certainly Spurs aren't going to lose this game. Uh, Mourinho at the minute, they need to sort of bounce back because I think they they are on the way towards a little little bit of a slump. Um, so they they need to bounce back and this is the perfect opportunity to get another win under their belt and, and go from there, really. Um, yeah, not much else to say. Moving on, as you say, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will point out that Fulham haven't lost in four games. They've not won in four games, but they've not lost. <laughs> and they seem to be grinding out draws, you know, 1-1 Liverpool, 0-0 Brighton, 1-1 Newcastle, 0-0 Southampton. I'm starting to see a wee bit of a pattern there. Uh, so I think they'll do a 1-1 um, Spurs, potentially. <laughs> I mean, but Fulham need it late. I mean, I mean, I think they'll feel, because they've not been beaten in four games, that they should probably have more than the four points they got from those four games. But if you look at that fixture list of what they've went through in the last five games to take four points from it, they might be considering that as maybe a win. Um, Scott Parker, I think, is now allowed to turn up um, to the game uh, and actually actually be on the touchline. Uh, I, maybe the, I can't see five draws in a row. Five draws in a row is just ridiculous. Uh, I do think... I know that. Yeah. Five draws in a row is just ridiculous. Um, looking back to the last time Spurs and Fulham met uh, in 2019... Uh, Spurs 1-2-1 uh, Fernando Lorente on goal for Fulham uh, and Adele Ali and Harry Winks goal uh, we don't we don't mm. see too many of those uh, these days do we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. See much of Deli Ali these days No, no <laughs> I think I, I think Deli Ali is going to be off in, in January I think Mourinho's lost faith in him hasn't he and yeah. he's He's gonna get. He's just gonna get rid. Uh, um, I think Marino. If they if they back him and they give him the money to bring in a replacement, Ali will be out. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and that'll be it for him. Pochettino. Uh, Pochettino takes a job at PSG. Deli Ali goes yeah, there. Yeah, goes yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. You can see yeah, that hundred percent, isn't it? Hundred yeah. percent. See that happening. Uh, but yeah, for me, boys, I've got to agree. Uh, um, I think Spurs will probably be a, a bit too solid for for Fulham to to get anything by. Uh, moving on to what we want in next: Newcastle, Liverpool. Newcastle, Liverpool. 
Oh, I hate when we play Newcastle. <laughs> oh, we should be turn, <laughs> we turn up then and just give us a wee bit of a fright. Uh, do you remember, Jake, when we were in Dublin on a stag do? And we were in, <laughs> do you remember when we were in the pub? Uh, yeah. And it was like, I think it was like... It was too old. Yeah, 90 minutes. Derek O'Reilly scored in the 90, 95th minute. Yeah, <laughs> header from a corner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> excellent stuff. It was, uh, it's, yeah, like you say, though, Newcastle's one of those games for Liverpool that's it's always notoriously difficult. I think it goes two two ways with Newcastle and Liverpool. Either Liverpool turn up and walk all over them, or Newcastle turn up and walk all over Liverpool. There's there's no real like in between. I find those games it's 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 a hard game to call. Um, but on form alone, you'd like to think we'll have enough to beat Newcastle. But you know, Steve Bruce potentially pulls it out the bag. <laughs> but you never know. Stranger things have happened. But Liverpool's form. It dictates to me that you know, hopefully, hopefully in the game, I'd like him to win. Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, uh, but it's a t- it's a tough game, isn't it? It's always a tough game, especially away from home as well. As you say, Jake, you never know, but. In my eyes, there's only one winner of this match, and it's Liverpool. Um, Newcastle, while they have caused Liverpool problems in the past, I don't think they'll they'll be up to much at, at this point. Um, obviously, there's a potential there for an upset, but I think Liverpool are just way too strong. Um, they're top of the table. They want to stay top of the table and keep that, that run of form going now and, and open up a bit of a gap. Um at the top and and again this is a just an opportunity for them to do that um they'll be obviously happy with the result they got against palace they haven't played yet uh this weekend as we're, we're speaking now um but i don't see them losing to to west brom uh, is it west brom they're playing today yeah. yeah i don't see them losing that game so i think they'll go into to newcastle off the back of a victory and and you know looking for, for another one um they have too much going forward for Newcastle's defence to deal with, regardless of whatever Newcastle can throw at them. You know, defensively, I think that there's the likes of you know, Salah and, and um, Firmino, etc. Mane, they all just want goals and, and there's definitely an opportunity for them to get them here. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we've said that in years, to, <laughs> in years gone by, haven't we, Jake? That this, <laughs> yeah. this one's a walkover um, against some relegation candidates. And maybe, maybe Newcastle were actually stronger than the team we faced last season. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, logic says that we should should have enough to get by them. And even when they do play well against us, typically we get something out of them. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely actually, I'll, I'll be watching it. Um, hoping Brucey's Bo- Brucey, boys don't have such a good day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll be really, really surprised if uh, if Liverpool don't win that game. Though I have to say, I'll be really <laughs> surprised. Um, Obviously, you never know what Steve Bruce has got up his sleeve. But, um, yeah, say, I, don't, I don't think it's going that way. The problem with Newcastle as well, though, isn't it? Is if Callum Wilson's not playing or he's not playing well, and Newcastle don't play well, so it all it, for me, it fully yeah. depends on on Callum Wilson. Yeah, he's their game changer. He's the one that makes things happen. And if he's not firing, then neither are Newcastle. Yeah, Saint Maximum as well. I think has a similar effect. Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for match week 16. Uh, but again, like I said at the beginning of the show, we'll be back tomorrow with the review of the games just gone for match week 15. Uh, we've also got a, a transfer show is coming in uh, January. We're going to talk about uh, the, the January transfer and don't Normally we see some some crazy stuff there, so hopefully it won't disappoint. Um, but we hope you, again, we hope you all had a, a very nice Christmas and we will see you tomorrow. Cheerio, bye. Cheerio, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.